My name is Moen, and I'm a stay-at-home father, and I'm the author of this best-selling book, Grow With Your Baby, Seven Lessons on How to Embrace Change and Overcome Your Fears. Hello, and welcome to the Grow With Moen podcast. Today, we have David Sanya. He's an old friend of mine since York University, and uh, now he produces music. David, introduce yourself. Tell everybody what you do. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm David Sonia, an artist, producer, business consultant, and founder of Divisol Inc., a music licensing company. All right, David, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm grateful for you to be here. And uh, No worries. So a bit about a bit more about yourself. So you said that you're a producer and you own a licensing company? Yes. Right? I create music myself, yes, and I represent other artists too. Okay. So my my first question I would be so what inspires you to create music every day? I essentially got into music because honestly nothing else made sense to me. Mhm. And once I got into that path, it was just straight down. It was just, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it gives me a fulfilling purpose every day when I wake up. It gives me something to do every day. So it's how I've stayed with it for so long. Oh, I see. So how long have you been doing this? I've been making music, let's say professionally since 2015. 16, 2015, 16, I say professionally, that's how long I've been doing it. Wow, so almost five years now, man. Professionally, yeah. Yeah, way to go. So when you say when you say that nothing else made sense to you, what do you mean? Can you elaborate a bit more on that? So I think maybe the best way I can describe it is that the whole nine to five, mm-hmm. just a lot of things that are in the world, like they just personally didn't, makes sense like i didn't feel see myself doing any of those things mm-hmm. and it just felt like ultimately it would have been a waste of time because none of those things i wanted to do mm-hmm. and when i got into music even though it seemed daunting and crazy mm-hmm. it just felt right and i stuck with it i listened to the little voice inside my head telling me like this is what you want to do and i just stayed with it oh nice and uh let me just say it takes a lot of a lot of courage to walk away from a conventional life mm-hmm. and then follow that little voice in your head that like you said you know, follow your heart follow mm-hmm. what uh, brings you life so mm-hmm. just that that's just a that's the big leap in itself so thank you for doing it because when you do th- things like this when you follow your heart it inspires other people to do this do the same thing and this mm-hmm. is a conversation oh yeah it reminds me a bit about uh, my own story when um when I was at York and I was uh, thinking about the same thing that you just described, I was watching, uh, I remember one day I was in the cafeteria and uh, I was just watching all the students going to different classes, students coming out mm. of classes, just rushing here and there. Mm. And uh, on the same day, on the drive back, I would just see cars going to one place, cars going to another place. And then um, I just got me thinking that, you know, uh, like, is it, is life really that mechanical that we're we're going to school, we get a degree, and then we get yeah. a job and just hear yeah. it all the time? Is that all there is? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice nice to know that I'm not the only one who, who really <laughs> sat down and thought about life in that way. That Yeah, because it, it really does seem scary when it seems like that's all it's limited to being. And when you think about it, like, once you fall into that trap, it's like, 
you become inside a prison. It's almost like a prison that like you can't get out of once you've entered into it. And I think that's what scared me the most mm. was me not being free, me not being able to do what I wanted to do. But if I'm also being honest at the same time too, even when you do, at least for me, when doing my passion, I'm still kind of a slave to my own passion, but it's it's essentially like it's a, it's a, it's its own form of control or form of slavery that I've chosen, and it's what I want to do. So it's like, all right, it's either this or that. So I'm gonna stick with this. I see. It's interesting that you you put it that way because you're right. At the end of the day, um, we have to pick something, and then we really have to go for it, right? That just becomes your a nine to five, if you want to call it. But yeah. Instead of working for someone else, you're doing something that essentially you you're drawn to that you really mm-hmm. like to do, mm-hmm. and you're essentially your own boss. And essentially, yeah. I'm sorry to even add more context to it. So, I say pretty much my workday is probably like a nine to nine, but mm-hmm. because it's something that I want to do, it's not something that's it's not it's almost like you don't even notice it because it's what you want to do. So you're in that um, state that uh, that's kind of like work doesn't feel like work and time kind of, flies yeah. by, right? Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I had a similar feeling when um, I wrote my first book. Mm-hmm. And every time I would sit down to write even a paragraph, I would be excited. Um, mm. Doing the work actually energized me rather than drain me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt overall in a better mood whenever I would just sit down, do the work, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at least a lot of time to it. If not every day, then at least keep coming back to it, uh, you know, once a week. And then I would realize, well, I, I, I feel happier. Yeah. I feel calmer, yeah. My mood's better. My energy's higher. Yeah. It, it just comes from, I guess it's a, it's a gift of... Uh, you know, having the courage to do the thing that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. It just gives gives back in, in that specific way. But yeah, like you said, uh, you work nine to time. So that doesn't mean that once you choose to follow something that you really want to do, it doesn't mean that it's easy. <laughs> it's right? not. Yeah. Uh, and from working 12 hours a day requires a lot of self-discipline, right? Because there's no one managing you. It's just you, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a process in itself. You want to talk mm. a little bit more about that? Like, how did you come up with that schedule? How hard was it to maintain it? <laughs> it's less of a schedule and just more so, like, you're just into it. Like, when you when you manage your own business, like you said earlier, like, you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. And they're, all the rewards are back, come down to you. So it's not like uh, you're an employee where you do this, you get this certain amount. Every single thing you do when you control your business affects you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, a lot of entrepreneurs just end up delving 100% into it. So it's not necessarily like it was a schedule. It was just something that I observed that, damn, like I'm literally doing this all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, I think my, I've pretty much just worked for the most of the day. Then I allow myself about uh, two to three hours before I go to bed. So that, um, and I just pretty much just watch shows because funnily enough that if I don't, if I don't do that, I usually just end up with, uh, <laughs> having nightmares of my work and my sleep. <laughs> so like I take it with me. So I just do that to to take it out of <laughs> to take it out of my mind. But yeah. Of course. Everybody needs downtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanna talk more about like when you when you think about creating a beat, 
mm-hmm. or when you're creating music what what what's what's inside of you that's making you want to create a specific beat because i've been on your on your website and there's tons of tons of beats on there right mm-hmm. so does it all come from from the same source or is it does it is it more in tune with how you're feeling that day and then the emotion creates the music what's what's your process it's essentially twofold there's the creative element and there's the strategic element so there are times where i'm just in a full creative high where i just go for it and just create whatever comes out and then there's also the fact that i understand that i cater to, to certain audiences like i have a business to business model where i sell music to other musicians or other creators who want to use it in their own product so i understand that i have to create certain products that cater to them so that's from when I take it from a more business perspective. But there are other tracks in my catalog, which I do so more creatively, where like if I'm feeling 100% inspired, like something just comes over me, it just I just put it out and I just make it. So, so it's mostly catered to you know your audience and you sort of you have it in your head that who you're creating the music for, basically is what you're saying. I say it's it's half and half. Mm. It's more so it's either half creatively. And even when I create content that's targeted to a specific audience, mm-hmm. I take the challenge of making that audience, that content that's supposed to be targeted also creative as well, because that's how you differentiate yourself from other competitors. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what I try to do. Make sure that it's something that my audience wants, but also add a creative edge onto it as well, too. Mm, right. So that's, that's the creative, for, creative process, right? So it's, it's, it's twofold. So one is... You ha- you obviously need to have some sort sort of idea of what the market wants, and then you're putting your own f- how do you call it your own flavor on top of it. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Or I'm just like you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna go 100 percent do whatever I want. Exactly, because why not, right? <laughs> why not? Why not? Okay, so you've been doing this for almost five years, and for someone who might be listening to this in the future, who's beginning or who's just starting out. Who wants to create their own music what sort of advice would you have for them or think about it this way if you are speaking to the david who started five years ago what would your wiser self tell him now <laughs> um i think telling myself and i guess telling multiple people the first thing is to compartmentalize pick one specific thing like creative people want to do a hundred things at once mm. but it's really it ends up just limiting yourself because you're an individual who has limited time, limited resources. So what I would recommend to anyone is to pick one specific thing. Then from there, keep grinding that out. And the beautiful thing is that once you've fully developed that and you've started to establish yourself in it, once you've started to get like a career out of it, it'll give you, because you've elevated yourself, because you've become so proficient on this one thing, it'll let you also it will put you in a place where you can do other things that you also want to do so like i started out as a producer but because i was able to get to a decent level with my production with me just producing it allowed me to enter other other things as well like concentrating on vocal work focusing more on different business avenues different things so like that's the one thing i would recommend do one thing first focus on it get it sorted then put yourself in a place where you can do multiple other things that's really solid advice because focusing on one thing nowadays seems to be the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. it really is yeah we have we have so many distractions from from phones or 
even the countless things that we have to do in the day. Yeah. It just sort of becomes a habit to take on a lot of things at the same time. And yeah. I think people end up overwhelming themselves. Yeah. And it actually stops a lot of people short from fulfilling what they actually want to do. Mm -hmm. so, so I love what you said that focus on one small thing, get good at mm -hmm. it, and then expand from there. Because yeah. you can't grow in everything all at once. You have to focus on one thing, grow it, and then sort of expand and see what else can you can do with that. Mm -hmm. no, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that I would give to anyone who's entering pretty much almost any business, not just music, is um, I like to view business into five categories. There's the product stage, packaging stage, marketing stage, sales, then we're doing every, the whole process again. So for, let's say for musicians, like the product would be first and foremost, making sure you have to follow these steps. You have to follow all of these step by step, by the way. But um, with regards to product, it's first of all, getting to a place where you know you have quality music. That's essentially your product. If you don't have quality music, every other step is pointless because you just have a low return on investment. After getting your product done, the next thing is your packaging. Packaging involves things like uh, branding, your social medias, the different things around there are going to be the medium that conveys your product. So your website, all these different tools, making all of them as professional as possible, understanding your brand and your message that you want to convey your target audience, who you're targeting with all of that. Um, that gives you a better place to make sure your product gets to where it needs to be. Then after that, the next stage is uh, marketing. Once you know your brand, you should be able to know your target audience. And from knowing your target audience, it'll let you be able to understand where and how you want to market your, your product, which is your music, better. So, for example, I know my target audience primarily is within the hip-hop, R&B, and pop genres. So I target, I target specifically like artists and other content creators who want those specific kind of music which within which, whichever content that they want to make then i guess from then on it's really just like sales and that's just you know getting the returns based on the marketing that you put out and from there just uh continuing that cycle over and over again yeah thank you for sharing that process i'm sure that's going to help someone out there who's looking to start their their own business because well it's not just music right you can apply this yeah. to pretty much anything 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 yep you got to know your brand. You have to know your market. Your product has to be, you know, good quality. Yeah. And uh, you have to know how to promote, how to market. So marketing is, uh, well, everything is essentially sales, right? Because at the end of the day, you have, you know, even if you have a killer product, if nobody knows about it. Yeah. Buy it. Honestly. And then social media is a big thing now. Um, uh, it's something that wasn't available uh, not too long ago. And it's it gives uh, opportunities to you know, self-starters, someone like yourself mm. or even myself, I've, I've tried social media marketing. I've had an online store on Amazon. And then it's, it's something that I would not have been able to do before Instagram or before, you know, before this crazy, crazy amount of traffic that's been driven to, to social media in the recent years. Mm. So it's, it's an amazing platform if you want to grow your business but it can also be um, you know distracting and time consuming if all you're doing is following people or 
just looking at posts. Um, so I, I would say it's a great business tool. Mm -hmm. But personally, it can also get distracting. And, you know, a lot of people post, uh, I would say, the highlights of their life. And so what you're looking at is how great everybody's life is. And mm. we're in the habit of comparing ourselves to whatever we see. Yeah, I know. It's really bad. Yeah. And then often, often leads to us feeling down and feeling bad about ourselves. And then mm. it just goes on and on. So one thing that I did to sort of tackle that is I started following people that I look up to. Uh -huh. Leaders, I don't know, there's Vishen Lakhiani, he's the founder of Mind Valley, Mastin Kip, uh, and other people like that. The people who you aspire to become. Yeah, so just, just to be always be in tune with what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're thinking. Yeah. And sort of learn from them and sort of up your game as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my bit on social media. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say one other quick thing, uh, mm -hmm. and this may seem a little counterintuitive or maybe controversial, and this, but this is more specifically for mus musicians. All right. A lot of uh, musicians and artists are perfectionists, and if you're creating art purely for the sake of art, then that's fine. But if you want to make this a profession, you can't go with the mind state of having a perfect product. Because realistically, perfection doesn't exist. I would recommend anyone who's trying to get into music is to have a good product. You don't have to have a product that's 10 out of 10 in every single situation. Mm. You can have a good product that's out of 8 out of 10. That's something more reasonable because the thing is that, especially in music, it's, it's, it's a lot of a content game. And if you're not putting out content, you're not building a catalog, because you're trying like, oh, no, no, this has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. Funnily enough, one of our mutual friends, uh, Richard, went through this for a while. Then he realized, wait, no, this is limiting him. And then let him put out content. It was something that I went through early on in my career, too. And yeah, like, you you should know that there is no such thing in perfe as perfection, especially within music. And understand that you just have to put out a good product. And every time you put out a good product, it gives you an opportunity to learn as well from that product and evolve your music over and over, over time. It, that's the growth. That's the journey of being a musician. And that's what your audience, your fans will follow with you as you're doing it. But uh, yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that. It, you talk about the journey and then the journey is not just, um, like you said, trying to perfect what you're yeah. creating. The journey is learning through the process of like putting stuff out there, getting feedback. Yeah. And then growing from, from that feedback and sort of pivoting your product, not too much, but yeah, you know, keep, keep creating content, keep, keep getting feedback and then adjust mm -hmm. accordingly. And that's, that's actually a big thing. Uh, that's something that I also encountered when I started to, um, well, before I even started thinking about starting a business, right? Online marketing or sorry, mm -hmm. online, uh, online store selling on Amazon. Mm. And, uh, the product research phase, it, it takes, you know, it takes eventually at the end of the day, it takes some courage to pick something and then put mm -hmm. it out there because then yeah. it's, uh, it's on uh, everybody's eyes or ears to see or listen to, right? Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. uh, and you have to be a bit, um, what's the word, vulnerable or? Yeah, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open to failure. Mm -hmm. And which is really interesting because with that point you brought up earlier about like social media, like 
no one ever sees your failures. Like everyone who succeeded in this field, like thousand times, like they're just, you know, you're, everyone's only seeing the highlights of everyone. And um, it's really important to be aware of that too. Like one, you have to be open to failure because that's the only way you're going to succeed. You're going to fail a hundred times, but as long as you've gone through that, it's a, it's a probability game. It's an odds game. You're eventually going to succeed. It's just, it's just the odds. Just have to keep failing and keep learning over and over again to perfect what you're trying to do. Exactly. Um, One thing that I learned um, was that you have to love the process. So yeah. if you if you have like a specific goal in mind, oh, when I um, when I make X amount of money, then I'll be this happy. Mm-hmm. But before getting there, while you're trying to get there, you're miserable as it is. Mm-hmm. you're probably not going to end up there and are you are you going to end up there and realize that wait i thought i'll be happy when i made this amount of money but i don't feel happy exactly so happiness has to happiness has to come while you're in the process of getting there that's i think that's a big big component for mm-hmm. if you if you really want to be fulfilled in the work that you do Mm-hmm. You have to sort of detach your happiness from the goals that you set. Yeah. Happy now. Yeah. And then go in pursuit yeah. of the goals. And so that at the end of the day, if even if you don't get them, you can always adjust your goals, right? Yeah. Because you're not they're not attached to how happy you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And um you mentioned Richard. I love Richard. And, uh, <laughs> I'm actually gonna ask him to be on my podcast, hopefully someday soon. Definitely, definitely get him on it. He's a hard man to get in, get in touch with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was he went through the same, uh, like you said, perfectionist um, ordeal. And he, he's such a talented musician. And uh, he would just not put out content just because mm-hmm. he overthink too much of what would resonate with people or what he th- thought would people would like. And mm. then you have to realize that you're not psychic. You can't predict what how people are going to receive the thing that you're creating. Mm. All you, you can do is, you know, accept the feedback and pivot if you have to and mm-hmm. you know, continue the journey. And it's crazy because if you look at him now, like he's like he's fully in the zone of making content because I think that's the thing that once you finally get out of that perfectionist zone, mm-hmm. you realize the value of what it is to not be a perfectionist. And like it's like there's no going back after that. And like you've seen like he's created like so much like great music ever since then, like. Mm-hmm. putting content out like it's it's and it's he's just been 100 percent forward moving growing it's like it's really cool to see yeah okay so one other thing that i wanted to ask and this again is for uh someone who's who's trying to come into the same industry uh music so you've been in there for five years in the industry so you have some experience what's the um Give us sort of like an overview of the industry. Like what kind of challenges can someone expect starting out? And what is the key to sort of staying there and quote unquote making it? Um, That's two questions. <laughs> am I allowed to swear? You can. Okay. Yeah, you can. I can? You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can all oh, get out if in I music. <laughs> In music, there's a good chance that a lot of people will try to fuck you over. Uh, but but um, I think the biggest thing to succeeding in music is to be informed. 
is to learn as much as possible. Be a be a sponge. Soak every single thing in. I think that's just the number one thing. Like, for example, like um, I didn't necessarily have that much. Um, like there are a lot of people who I had to like compete with. I didn't have a lot as much friends as a lot of other people. I didn't have like a lucky break, but because I learned everything that I could, it allowed me to understand and see the bigger picture of what I could use of that knowledge in different mediums. Like, um, like just knowing how to like, not every single thing that I learned, I was able to figure out, like look at it bigger and like apply it to different things in music overall. Like just not looking at things with like a, a very, very box frame of mind. Just ultimately, like the more knowledge you have, the more you can see opportunities for yourself and you can see how, what, everything that you can do with that. Um, I think that's just the number one thing I would tell every single musician. Because musicians are just, a lot of musicians are just like, you know, I just want to be famous, yada, yada, yada. But like, if that's the only way you're seeing things, like I can guarantee you 100% someone is going to take advantage of you mm. because they know you're not informed. And ultimately, that that comes down to you. You have a choice to be informed, but if you choose not to be informed because of whatever, like, then you're going to get taken advantage of. People are going to potentially ruin, like, I don't want to say ruin your life. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. But like, if you don't know what you're doing, or at least you're not getting a sense of what you're trying to do, then you're putting yourself. This is not an industry for you. Like, mm-hmm. just putting it bluntly, like, if you're not investing in yourself to know what you're doing. Music, the music business is a business, and music business involves business in general involves having good insight and knowledge. And you're thinking of it like as a fantasy. It's not. It's not for you. It's it's a very scary thing. So don't get into it if you're not ready for that. You're not ready to put in the work. Exactly, and then that 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 can uh, be applied to pretty much anything. And, anything, and it all comes down to I think uh, I'm recalling the conversation you and I had earlier which was about managing expectations. Like even mm-hmm. when you started out first, you expected, you know, instant, uh, <laughs> instant success <laughs> or instant fame, mm-hmm. and which is not entirely um, wrong because people do get that, but that's just a very mm-hmm. small, small, small percentage, mm-hmm. like one or 2%. And then if, you, if everyone's starting out expecting to be that one or 2%, mm-hmm. then obviously everybody's going to fail because not everybody gets famous instantly. Just and, math, yeah. yeah. And that's just a culture that we're sort of uh, now going up with that we're just so mm-hmm. uh, used to getting our demands easily met instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Everything's online, good. everything's mm-hmm. virtual. And But when, when you step into, you know, starting your own business or creating your own path, then you you really have to manage your expectations and be humbled. <laughs> yeah. And I think also you have to have a very open mind to what success is. Mm-hmm. 90% of people who get into music like, oh, I want to make a million dollars. I want to become super rich, yada, yada, yada. And again, like you mentioned, that's only the one or 2%. But isn't there value and merits in saying like, like even this is like a conservative, like if you are at a point where you can make even just two to three grand, grand, two to three grand a month out of something that you created, out of something you love, like that puts you in a very good position, at least moving forward. Like, I believe there's value and merit in that. Exactly. And like, you don't, like, don't have to be a millionaire. Like, you're in a point, you're at a place where you're giving yourself some form of freedom 
because you're choosing to do what you want to do and like you're able to take care of yourself off it. I see, I think that has value. And I would hope that if this, if any other artists and musicians listens to this, they will open their mind to that. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be Drake. You don't have to be this. Like there is a lot of value and merit in, you know, having like good, a good standing overall. Like, but yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There's, um, you know, value and freedom for a fulfillment in the work that you do and mm. just enjoying, enjoying the process. Right. Cause you, you started, um, if I'm guessing this right after, right after you, uh, you graduated. Yeah. That's what I would say. I took it really professionally. Mm-hmm. And then, um, your, your, your degree had nothing to do with music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's one, one more thing. Right? A lot of people, um, create sort of barriers mm-hmm. um, when trying to follow a passion is that, you know, oh, I don't have a certification or I don't have a degree or I don't have any knowledge. And it's like you said, knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, gaining knowledge is a continuous process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you can keep doing it after you've graduated with um, pretty much anything. Like me, I, I graduated, I, I was in HR where I graduated okay. with humanities. Um, I worked at a bank. I wrote a book <laughs> and mm-hmm. now I'm starting this podcast and all you really need to do is, you know, like, like you said, grow from learning, listen to other people who are doing what you want to do. That's, mm-hmm. that's so it's sort of like surrounding yourself. If you can't do it physically, then do it virtually. Surround yourself with the people that you aspire to. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially you got to have the courage to take that step, you know, sit down, yeah. Um, write your goals, what your vision is, and eventually create the product and put it out there because that, that's essentially what it is and isn't required for you to have, you know, a certain level of education. It yeah. requires for you to be committed, to be passionate, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, willing to put in the work consist- consistently. And I think consistency is a very, very big part of the game. Because, mm. um, like I said, a lot of people are, are into, you know, getting gratified quickly mm-hmm. and then being done with it but that doesn't ha- that's not the way how it works like you know you, mm-hmm. you have to you have to be patient and you have to uh, even when things are not going exactly your way you still have to keep doing the work you still have to keep doing the work and that doesn't mean like you gotta drown <laughs> all your emotions and suppress them and not <laughs> not take care of yourself gotta take care of yourself. if you're committed to um like creating a tune once a week or is that if there's a promise that you've made to your audience mm-hmm. then you got to stay true to that or at least uh, make a public announcement or or something so that the people who are interested in your work they know what's going on yeah 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 no i agree man no that was uh, that was something that i learned through trying different things as well because <laughs> obviously i i had high expectations too when i wrote a book i was humble <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, uh, trust me. Yeah. Anyone who's in this hustle or just just generally trying to hustle will always get humbled. Exactly, <laughs> it's a beautiful process. <laughs> yeah, really. and uh, I think that's a that's the that's a great way to sort of end this conversation is to yeah. uh, stay humble, <laughs> keep stay humble, be <laughs> humble, <laughs> and be consistent with the work that you're doing. All right, uh, David, thank you so much for. for being interviewed by me on my podcast i appreciate no worries, it. Man, no worries. 
if you have uh, any message from the heart to the audience and if you want to share your 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 website your instagram um, now would be the time to do it anything from again if i'm going to be very honest uh, and just to give to anyone that just who is listening to this life is very hard and it's going to be hard regardless of what you decide to do with it so you might as well do something that you love along the way with regards to social media and website pretty much on my social media is david sonia beats s a n y a and um my website is davidsoniabeats.com so you can find me pretty much everywhere there but um yeah hopefully everyone stay blessed keep grinding figure out figure out yourself learn grow I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow with Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow with Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.